0: On Thursday evening, the news came true that Chicago-based Peak Six have finally completed their long-muted takeover of Dundalk Football Club. Peak Six, who also have a stake in the Premier League side, Barmock will take 100% control effective immediately. So what does this mean for the club and what do the supporters think and expect now? So joining us now on the line is Coovien Riley, who is sports editor of the Dundalk Democrat, to shed a bit more light in the takeover. Coovien, welcome to the big kickoff. Thanks very much for having me on. No problem at all. Let's firstly, in uh, What's the feeling around the town? Is there nervousness, excitement?
1: Uh, well, I actually took a walk through the town there on, on Friday morning, and the RT News cameras uh, were, were around trying to gauge the atmosphere. And I asked them uh, how they were getting on. They said it seems to be quite positive, and, and I think that's what it is. Uh, it, there is a sense of positivity about it because, like the supporters at this stage, have had quite a a while to, to digest the news because like, it is November since I suppose Gary Doyle was breaking the story in the yeah. Times uh, and things like that but it is excitement I suppose the positivity that came through from the owners in their statement and, and like, people know that these owners wouldn't have sold to anyone who I suppose wouldn't have anything but good intentions for the club so it is it is excitement. There would be a, a bit of apprehension because you are looking at you know, this is the League of Ireland club. The, the prize money domestically is not massive, and and if you're looking at at maybe investors or, or prospective owners, that they're probably in the end, it's it's maybe about making money as 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 much as as bringing success on the pitch. So that that's probably the. The element of the unknown to it, but generally, generally very, very positive.
0: Yeah, yeah. Uh, we know that pre- <laughs> the previous owners Andy Conley and Paul Brown will remain involved as ambassadors, but there's talk that former Derby County and Sheffield United CEO Malachi Brannigan will be brought in by the new owner- owners to run day-to-day matters of the club. Wh- what do you know about that?
1: Yeah, I, I think that is like, that has been rubber stamped uh, effectively coming in as CEO, and um, that they have. Uh, Martin Connolly, who would be a brother of Andy, he's, he's, I suppose, at the day's the controls uh, at present, and he'll be staying on in a capacity to, to work alongside Maliki. Um But I, he, like Maliki is, is coming in from from what I was, from what I was told yesterday, he, he's a guy like that. If these owners are looking to bring the club to the next level, you know, this man has worked with with English Championship clubs, the likes of Derby, the likes of Hull, Sheffield United. He's used to. Maybe on a match day, working with crowds of twenty-five to thirty thousand, he knows what them stresses and strains brings. Um, and I know maybe the are not going to be expecting them gates every week, but you know generally he'd be he'd be a guy of of maybe greater expertise. And and listen, it, it'll be very important that the likes of Martin Connolly and the guys who who have run the club successfully for the last couple of years remain because. He, 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 if, it could be a culture shock. It could be something different. He he, left things to learn as well. But probably it's to it's to get that uh, greater expertise uh, behind the scenes of of maybe what it takes um, to to run clubs on a larger scale
0: yeah and uh, and over the last couple of years it has been brilliant uh, on the field for Dundalk and I suppose with the players already full time and also the manager can we expect more full time staff probably behind the scenes now Is that is that, do you think that's where this professionalism is going to go
1: a, I think that's the general consensus that, that that's what's going to happen but it's not something that is going to happen I would say in the next month or the next three months like it, it, it's something that's it's going to probably happen over time um, the owners are well an element of the consortium that have, that have bought the club are expected in Dundalk at the end of the month um, and I think the, the expectation the hope there is that maybe they'll meet supporters and maybe meet volunteers and, and, and a, a certain element of, of the local people to I suppose express and, and lay out some of their plans probably not them all but things will become clearer in time because it's it's you know, very unclear at the moment, been, I suppose the identity of, of a lot of the people involved has been kept wall or tight, um, certainly this week, you know, the story has broken broken on, on Thursday there and it seems to be Martin Connolly, the, the current uh, managing director, is coming out and our general manager is coming out and and being the, the face for for the media, uh, essentially at the moment. So I think things will become clearer in time. But the general expectation would be that yes, the, the club would grow off
2: the field. And uh, is there any early indications for the early plans? As in, would it be infrastructure and players, or one before the other, or is there any indications what what it's going to be? Is it going to be kind of both in conjunction with each other, or are they going to kind of Improve facilities, academy to kind of do the groundwork first, and then kind of improve on the players. Are
1: well, one thing that, that, that one thing that has been uh, talked about. Are you still, yeah, there? still there? Yeah, yeah. Sorry. There. Sure. sorry, sorry. Wasn't sure something coming across. There. No, listen. The, the, the general uh, expectation would be that you know that things would develop and move on off the pitch. Yeah. Um, but I suppose at, at the beginning, you know. Rome wasn't built in the days as mm-hmm. to say like that they're not going to be going straight in to dramatically upgrade Oriel park or, or anything in in the next in the next six months mm. like, it's going to take time and, and, and you speak there about um possibly the, the younger squads and development squads and that but I think that has been very much part of the conversations that the current owners and 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 that have had with the farm the, the, the previous owners that that was that was something that was very important and and that I suppose community element and looking after local players as well, because uh, the the one thing that that was mentioned that that struck the the uh, American buyers when when they were in Dundalk and um, I suppose the sign off in the agreement was that people were actually going round with Dundalk FC brand and they were going round wearing Dundalk tops and yeah. that there was there was a very uh, local element to it and and that was something that that evidently impressed them. But I suppose to get back to your point, the in like. There would have been players coming into the club anyway. I don't think that's going to dramatically change now that, that there's new owners. The same players will probably come in, will mm. be coming in. Um, Stephen Kenny probably has his targets. There's no doubt he has his target. So I don't think there's going to be anything that's going to dramatically change. I posed that question to Martin Connolly yesterday. Like In the present time, is this change of ownership, maybe the, the added investment, is this going to have a dramatic effect on the, maybe the day? squad in the next couple of weeks in terms that you know um, targets might change m- might move up the, the, the scale a bit in, in terms of, of the, the player standing and that and he was expressing that you know if you go for a higher spec of player then there's, there's added wages like everything that, that follows with that I don't think that's expected in the present term and that was one question I asked him what about the especially in the next six months and he said it's going to be very much business as usual so I think in the immediate term it's Going to be, as he said, business as usual, and, and maybe mm. it's something that you might see subtle changes here and there. But I don't think there's going to be anything dramatic, uh, you know, in the next six months anyway.
0: Yeah, Quiven, what do you think the expectations are uh, from supporters on this day? It's it's
1: it, it's hard to gauge. Um, I suppose it, it, the, the expectation would be that. Things would improve, as you say, facility-wise, and that you have yeah. uh, maybe you, you're able to to host European qualifier matches into deeper rounds and stuff like that. That'll be obviously uh, one expectation. An expectation, then, it, it is obviously just to look after the club, and that there's nothing, you know, there's nothing sinister or underlying. Mm. And like, I think that's very important that the club's well-being is maintained first and foremost. And um, that's a difficult one to, to gauge because expectations are already very high you know the expectation in Dundalk is that Dundalk win the league at this yeah. stage so you know if, if we're looking ahead today I, I, you know the season ahead the expectation is that Dundalk win the league sure. been in the last three FAI Cup finals it, that's becoming something of an occasion nearly in, in, in November it, you're always looking at the dates and, and saying yeah you know there's a day out in the Aviva Stadium I know hmm. that <laughs> i it that might you know mightn't sound great but th- that that's generally that's generally um how it's viewed at this stage i don't think expectations have you know maybe moved either way just as yes maybe when 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 there's evidence of um progression be off the field or or that there's evidence that maybe you know that, that there's extra money or capital haven't been put in maybe that you could alter expectations but certainly I don't think anything could, could get any higher at the minute put it that way
2: I know it's early doors and obviously every, most of it is going to be positive but you're obviously going to get one or two who are going to start looking at the potential dangers and one thing that's been coming up the last day or two is would it be a fear of Dundalk being used as kind of like a feeder club for the other clubs that are linked to the likes of Roma and Bournemouth or is anything like that been whispered around
1: well first of all uh, and, and this was another question that I posed to Martin Connolly yesterday and, and he was in agreement. Stephen Kenny is the most important man in this God. relationship, in this marriage. There's going to be, from you know, from what we're told, and who knows what could change down the line. But if there's a player that Stephen Kenny thinks could add to the squad, that's you know who they're going to go and try and get. they might maybe suppose targets to him, but again, everything has to go through him and. I suppose that that's refreshing to hear because you see a lot of mm. clubs now, maybe in a, again a larger scale, where the manager has only a part say. Where Stephen Kenny has the final say at Dundalk. He has the say at Dundalk in terms of the playing staff. So um, maybe you know that, that that is perhaps a worry. It could be something to get excited about. Um, yeah. But I think it's you know very much on Stephen Kenny's terms. Um, so listen, maybe so it's, they might recommend the player. But, again, I think it falls on um, on the decision of the manager ultimately.
0: I suppose now that these have come in and they've taken over the club, there's going to be a lot of pressure on Stephen Kenny now to, to win leagues and get the champion leagues. Probably. There's probably a lot going to be more expected of him now, isn't there?
1: Well, again, you know, that's a <laughs> huge expectation on him already. Like he <laughs> he's he got a lot of criticism last year. um and um, particularly towards the end, leading into the cup final, people were criticising him for saying this or saying that. Like, the man is, is, is under a lot of pressure as it is. Because <laughs> I suppose a lot of it is self-driven, but there is that expectation at Dundalk. You know, we we have to be at the top at this stage. You know, we three in a row. We were expecting four. I'm not saying we were expecting four, but there, there was that. You know. Started the season, oh, a big build towards trying to do four in a row. There's a lot of pressure on them anyway, yeah. and and people know the the, the cutthroat um, element to the to the European qualifiers that Dundalk have been in, in the last couple of years. Like in, in the th- in the three seasons that they were in the Champions League qualifiers, they were put out in round two in two of those mm. um and and that meant there was there was no Europa League fallback, and you could see, I suppose, the year that that the beat. That, um well, they got through against FH before that, but what it meant because they, they, they had that got, you know, progression, it was that lift off their shoulders because there was so much pressure. People thought, yeah, you know, good team, but they're not able, they're, they're just like any other champions in Ireland, they haven't been able to it's... make that major, major breakthrough. And um, is, so that where, sorry, is, is that where sorry, in?:
0: Is that where the extra pressure comes in, though? That if they don't qualify into the round three of the Champions League qualifiers, they won't get the the Europa League spot. So there's that extra pressure to try and get at least to that stage, isn't there? Because that's what? where that's where a business like Peak Six would generate the money. They're not going to make it off the, the, the league prize money.
1: Oh, I understand that, but again, you know, getting into the group stages of of either of those awesome. European competitions, again, that's not going to make them the 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 money that they would have invested in purely for. It's going to need to be something that's going to become a regular occurrence. So I suppose you're right in saying that there will be a, an emphasis of pressure on them to do it, but again, I I I think a lot of the pressure will be, you know, on himself to. You know he'll he'll feel that he has to do a weekend week out and also he has to do a weekend weekend because he has to win the league. Yeah.
0: And, and yeah.
1: Certainly, the, you look at the, the players that Shamrock Rovers have taken in Cork are, are, are yeah. a club certainly going in the right direction. One of his, his most difficult propositions could be to try and regain the league title. So, yeah, listen, I, I understand what you mean. There would be that element of pressure from the owners, but uh, you know that, that's. I, I seen how devastated he was firsthand after the Rosenberg game last year. That's pressure. That's an expectation. That's yeah. ultimately on himself.
2: So basically, domestic expectations probably won't change. It may be more, as you say, in Europe. But I suppose in another way, domestic for domestic make-
1: expectations can't change. Because yeah, if you're going to try, I still and want to be top of the tree. Build this, um, I suppose, program or project that, that they're trying to. Yeah, yeah, ultimately, like if you're going along the Bate borisov
0: model
1: mm. um, of. You know, taking that gamble for maybe a year or two, and buying all the best players that are, I suppose, in the league, and and maybe taking in players to nearly form a monopoly on the league. Now, I'm not saying that that's going to happen. I, mm. I can't see that happening, to be yeah. honest with you. Um, but I think domestic success is paramount to whatever expectations mm. these, these owners have.
2: But just before Christmas, I think Michael O'Neill made a point, because obviously he would have previous experience with what he had at Rovers, and he said after two or three years they start to get the success, but it's still hard to maintain that team because there still is the carrot of going over and making more money in England and stuff like that. So it's not going to be that easy of buying the best of Ireland because you might only get it for about a year and then you lose them because look at the, obviously last year, the difference when he's lost two or three off the back of the success from the Europa League.
1: Well, that would maybe be the hope with yeah. the, um, the money that's coming in now that you'd be able to... Hold on to them. Not, you hold on to them, obviously not go to crazy extremes mm. in terms of paying wages, that, that that would be the expectation. But speaking on, you know, Sean McRover's there, probably the biggest loss to Sean McRover's was Michael O'Neill. True. Like, he, he, they lost him straight away, and, and uh, the, the, that a succession of managers in a few terrible years after mm. him, and. They were giving maybe managers big budgets and, and things like that to try and get themselves back, and, and things just weren't functioning properly. Like Dundalk haven't lost Stephen Kenny, they didn't lose Yeah, and Stephen he's still Kenny, a big asset. Aftermath. Like, as I say, he's the guy who this project revolves around. Mm. So he, he, he's the most important man at the core of us. So, uh, unlike Rovers, you could see this maybe becoming slightly more sustainable in long term
2: because,
1: mm. as I say, Rovers lost the, the man who created us.
0: Yeah. Uh, well, let's look at this season players in and players out. What, what what are we looking at for Dundalk? Uh,
1: I was actually just thinking this but before I come on there. Dundalk have actually lost um the spine nearly of their team like you're talking yeah. about Nicholas Vamelin, um Half, who was who was brilliant last year and probably you know people particularly stood up and noticed uh, in the games against Rosenborg and Patrick Macaleny like Arguably yeah. the most talented player in the league uh, when he was here, maybe struggled uh, with consistency. Certainly struggled with injury, um, but a, a fabulous player, like the most naturally gifted player in the league. And then you yet David McMillan, who continually, continually performed season after season, um, and, and, and you know scored such crucial goals, particularly in Europe. And so they've lost. People will say that they've always lost a player. They've lost Richie Towell maybe yeah. first season, last season. Darrel and Andy Boyle, one But this year, it, it seems to be concentrated down the middle. Which you know is, is I suppose, interesting to, to, to see how they're going to tweak it. Um, and, and you see with, with, with the players coming in, Stephen Folan is a guy who's come in probably to fill um, Nicholas Vamelin's vacancy uh, in defence. And again, a very impressive, very impressive player. Any time I've seen him against on dark. Seen you know with Limerick, uh, to Sligo against Dundalk, and, and and obviously with Galway, this last two seasons actually scored against Gal or scored for Galway against Dundalk in the last day of the season. He's a guy who who has experience of 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 playing um, playing in England as a youngster. So there's, there's evident ability there. Uh, Stephen Kenny's very confident about him, so he, he's come into that I suppose slot. Dean Jarvis has come in from Derry, mm. um, fairly competent left back there to arrival Dan Massey who's, who's obviously been brilliant for the club and uh, that'll be an interesting one to see who who he'll favor it to be a case of interchange in between the pair because Dan Massey has been the undisputed number one yeah. uh, since joining the club. Uh I suppose elsewhere Ronan Murray has has come in. Uh, I suppose uh, there's a bit um a bit of n- not confusion but intrigued to see where Ronan Murray will play because he would have been a striker by trade certainly when he was with Ipswich uh, under Roy Keane and, and then when he went to Knott's County and when he was involved with, with Swindon Town as well, certainly would have been a striker. Um, wouldn't have played as much up top against uh, Far Galway, could have played off the left, could have played in the number 10 position. And Certainly with the Dockseign and Pat Hoban, he's going to be the number 9 uh, the, the, like for like replacement for David McMillan. So It could be interesting to see where they fit in Ronan Murray and, and they are like it's no secret that they're right, they are looking for a striker. They are looking for another forward player. Yeah. So, um, it'd be interesting to see where can uh, sees Murray fitting in exactly. Um, and then the the other, I suppose, main sign would be Lithuanian Karolis <laughs> Um
2: Thankfully, you said
1: it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, well, no, well, it, it was it was a sign that sort of come out of left field. Because do you
2: know much about him, Kevin?
1: It's listen. It's a difficult thing. You see mm. clips and you see um, things that he's done and goals that he's scored and goals that he's made, and you're like, you know, this guy's the real deal. But again, these are highlights packages. Sure. You wouldn't have seen him in a, you know, in a consistent environment yet. Obviously, you know, I don't think Kenny would have signed him on the back of a of a highlights package. So he's obviously done his homework on him and felt that he he was worth the punt. Um in terms of like his pedigree, you know, he's a. Uh, Lithuanian international, international, multiple time Lithuanian international. Again, what do you read into that? You know, he played against England. He played against Scotland. He he made his debut a considerable time ago. So the the appearances, you know, there might have been a period in between where the appearances were, were were pretty scarce. Um, it, it's a difficult one to know. Um, I think he, he's fairly adaptable around the middle, and yeah. he, he can sit back or he can play in a, in a more attacking role. What uh, I pick up from Stephen, he's going to look at him as as more an attacking player, a different player to Patrick McElhenney, but, but maybe in that role. So we haven't seen him yet. Yeah. Um, he, 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 he hasn't done as much training as the other guys, because uh, after he signed, he, he had to go back and obviously finalise his move from Lithuania. So again, uh, a player that you'd have, you'd have high, high hopes yeah. for, uh, and, and how... It'll be an interesting one to see how, he, how, he, uh, how it unfolds for him.
2: How would a signing like that come about from you guys? Is there kind of people who are scouting around Europe or is it kind of something that came by chance or by talking to the right people? Or
1: I actually think uh, Nicholas Bemlin's, um agent uh, right. is, a, is, a, is a Scottish guy and he actually acted as the agent for Chvetigas for this movie. He was obviously in talks with Doc when Vemlin hmm. when was... was um, Considering a move back home or considering different offers, obviously there was an offer on the table from Dundalk, so he, they would have been in discussion with the agent. So I think the agent just maybe when the Vemelin move went through, it wasn't a, a peace offer, and but it was, <laughs> it was you know obviously he had a client, he was looking for a club for that client, and he obviously raised the proposal to Dundalk. And yeah. I think um, Chavaticus is, I think Chavaticus is, is some of his family um, is based in Ireland, so it probably made. A sense from, from from that point of view things just fell into place and worked out so hopefully to work out from uh you know it will be it'd be, uh, it'd be um, you know he, he would become certainly a, a hero if a it, fan favourite I uh, don't know, know how
2: you can fit his name into a song though Well,
1: I, was try- I think they're already trying to, to fit it into um, <laughs> Neil Diamond
2: oh <laughs> Svedicus
0: Svedicus yeah, no it doesn't yeah. quite <laughs> it's not to yeah. say <laughs> um, the, club, the club announced a five day pre-season stay in Mercia what info have you got on that
1: yeah, they, uh, I think it's, it's January thirty first. I think the, the first game, is Shang, Shanghai, Shenzhen. Um, I don't think they're top flight in China. I think will be a League One club in China. So I, I really don't know how it come about, but that'll be that'll be the, the first opposition. And then the, the FC Seoul would be one of the biggest clubs in, in South Korea. Um, they're playing down then on the second of February. So I think it's the, the, the fight. They, I think it's based in, in Marcia, um, yeah. the, the, the training camp. I think the Volga's went away and I suppose just with the, the, the income and, and the growth of the club last year they went to Spain as well um, so they're, they're just I suppose taking time away in between because there would have been a lot of hard
0: graft going on
1: already uh, in training here and, and I suppose it might just be a nice break away nice breakaway, um, before they get back into the action I
0: think um, I think as, well as this is an indication of where not only the club but the league is going that there is more of a, an eye on uh, the league of Ireland now with so many players going across the water and maybe they're always looking for that cheaper option but with, with quality and an indication of these with these pre-season games that uh, you know people want to play the the, mm. the Irish teams now so it's, it's a good thing just to finish off we the new owners if they're listening in today what are they getting for their investment? What is Dundalk? What's Dundak going to give uh, the town the owners? The town. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I
1: just that'll be a difficult one to ask. I, listen, I, I wouldn't say they'll they'll be short on entertainment value. Put it that way. <laughs> um, in, in terms of in terms of watching the team play and, and maybe the atmosphere off the field, that, that, you know they'll certainly not be, be shy on that. Um, I think, as I say, it'll register within the the community element to it. Maybe uh, the the clubs that they're working with at the minute, um, Bournemouth and, and and Swansea, or maybe Roma and these clubs, mm. they, they they get booed off the field if they're beaten two one at home. I don't think you know that's going to happen at Dundalk. The There's a real appreciative element to the to the support, and so I think that that's going to register with them. They're going to get that. They're going to be involved in in a real community. And listen, my only. My main hope is that, that they do get involved and um, as I say that things go well, which to Will Listen, you'd be very confident the previous owners wouldn't have sold yeah, it, to, to yeah. it because they're supporting supporters as much as anyone else. Yeah, yeah.
0: Um, well, it's certainly going to be uh, an interesting year. Yeah. Everyone's going to be keeping an eye on it and uh, will probably more than likely get back onto you when you've won the double. <laughs> well, with a bit of hope, and when you're hitting the
2: likes of the San Siro and uh, the new camp in a couple of years,
1: well, that'd be yes. Well, you never know. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> <laughs> in Europa League um, come the end of the year. That 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 would be the dream. That would be the hope. Uh, back in the Europa League through the. The only thing is we have the the long haul of the qualifiers. Sure, the Europa League qualifiers That's through fair. this time. But sure, listen, you never know. Um, we get a few trips out in the summer anyway.
0: Brilliant, Quavin. Thanks so much for your time this morning. Uh, I'm sure we'll be talking to you again. Have a great day. Brilliant. Thanks very
1: Thanks much. Thanks very having. much.